<laughs> it's okay. My things went out anyway, so we're just gonna. Dang, those headphones are just not having it. It's today. okay. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's 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 a long day for the headphones. It is. It was a it was a long one yeah. for these probably, headphones. Probably because you were talking smack about me not having them. That's true. Probably so. Yeah. That's yeah. my fault. She was in here showing. That's off. my bad. My bad. <laughs> we got these fancy headphones, but uh, um, are they back? I don't know. No, they're not. <laughs> it looks cooler with them on. It's I'm okay. S- I can hear you. We're good to go, and uh, we're making it. So we have a guest on today. Super excited um, because we have not not just any guest, even right, not mm-hmm. not just random uh, Joe Blow that we picked up off the road. We actually brought in your better half, Melissa. I know. I'm very excited. Are you so excited? We are. I'm. I'm very excited. I have my. He's my favorite person in the world. Uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, my favorite person in the world. He's a loyal friend, a good boss, and um, <laughs> all the things. I, I don't know if I would say better half, though. I, I, I didn't I say that. <laughs> also, I'm going to almost have to say she's my better half. Yeah. I didn't that's, say that. That's, a, without, that's without, the without, right thing with, to say. Without getting too, uh, too, too complimentary. That's, but, uh, that's the right thing to say, Andrew. You, you know, you have big shoes to fill because we had uh, somebody else. Well, I guess this will come out after his. Yeah. We had Zane in earlier. Earlier. And yeah. uh, he spoke on and on and on about how much he loved his wife. And I was like, bro, you're so sweet. I know. I, <laughs> I said multiple times. I was like, it's just so sweet. How much like how much you love her. That's so nice. Well, Pe- he was, he- people definitely tell me that I do that. And I, I, I think you tend I, to go on about. Melissa. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's just something that like. If you know Melissa and her personality, it's easy to do. It's easy to do. Um, yeah. So you guys, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what something else Zane said was like, yeah, we had known each other for however long, and I didn't say this in that podcast, but I was like, I've known Caitlin for a long time, longer than that, and I know you guys have known each other for a long, long time. Well, <laughs> well, y'all were were y'all high school sweethearts? We, so we started dating like as soon as I graduated high school. So we dated okay. all through college. Okay. But you guys, how? when did y'all meet? Um, <laughs> well, it's hard to say. We went to school together. So um, Meet? It's thir- third grade? Yeah. When I we met. Said, I know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on when what you're specifically referring to. We met in third grade. Yes, I, we would have met in third Melissa grade. I saw Melissa Rogers then. Um, but in third grade, in fifth grade, we were in the same class. Okay. And, um, in fifth grade I had, you remember the purple, the North, okay, I'm sorry. Just the North face fleece jackets. Remember those (laughs) Yeah. yeah. big, big deal. Everybody had the The North face jackets. The era that swept the South. (laughs) You had to have it. And if you didn't, I had a a purple North face jacket and it was in my cubby and Andrew got a cricket from recess and put it on my purple North face jacket. Yes. And it's it's that it was that era where you're in fifth grade. It's like that's you, flirting, you, dude. You, exactly. <laughs> you you find a girl attractive, and you're like you're like I'm cricket, going to I'm make her, her life worse, and, <laughs> and that's how I'm going to show my affection. I have no moves yet, but I have a cricket, and uh, <laughs> yeah, here it is. Well, we can catch crickets at recess, exactly. and uh, me and my buddy Breland, we're going to bring it into. Um, <laughs> We're gonna bring it back into the classroom and put it in a you know her, put it in her my jacket. Yeah, I mean, I guess it worked. So that was our that yeah. was our. So that's uh, my advice. Anybody that anybody that uh, is trying to court a beautiful woman out that's there, right. just put crickets in their things. You go to the yeah. maid shop, get some crickets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just toss them in their in their car in the Honda Civic, and just let them yeah. go. We'll speed speed this seventh grade. We quote dated okay. at the lunch table. We Love sat that. together yeah. at lunch. Eighth grade, Andrew broke up with me because he went to a different school. Dang. I moved to public school, wanted to check it out. Sure. I had some, uh, had some friends at that time that um, convinced me they to do so. They encouraged. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I thought, why not? Go check out. See, I've, I've been <laughs> private school my whole life, so I went and wanted to go check it out. See and, what's out there. And uh, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed public school, um, but I, I just felt. I felt more at home at MRA and in private school. So I just, we just, I decided to go back the following year. Um, and did we rekindle then? We rekindled. Not, at, not, not, not in ninth immediately. grade. Um, but in 10th grade, we started dating in 10th grade and then that was it. That's all she wrote. So, so you, I was, I was 15 and he was 16. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a couple of years longer than Caitlin and uh So you guys went to MRA all the way through then and graduated. Yep. And did y'all go, y'all were both in Oxford, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, we both went to Ole Miss, um, straight out of uh, straight out of high school, and 
we were both like very active at Ole Miss yeah. and, and yeah. different things. Surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, college w- is college. Yeah. College <laughs> is college. Uh, we both did Greek life, um, freshman year, sophomore year. And I, I did ROTC my freshman year with the army. Oh. Um, and Melissa did rebelette. So oddly enough, the only people up at five in the morning, uh, actually we're, doing anything we're on campus were yeah. the Army and Marine Corps ROTC programs and yeah, Rebelettes. That's, that's hilarious. Um, even the football team is like not even practicing until six. So yeah. like it's we were we were early risers. That's hilarious. Well, probably because both of both of those are like at the the bottom of the totem pole who gets the gym first. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be there <laughs> early. Oh, we didn't get the gym. We got outside rain shine that's or right. or cold weather or anything. They're like you're going into the army. <laughs> Sorry. We don't Get care. Get used to it. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. In formation. Do you feel like I always, so I, I feel bad because people are always like, uh, you know, don't tell people in high school that, you know, their relationships are this serious or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I always kind of feel bad because I'm like, well, I mean, we definitely got married and made it. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. We've been married for a while now. Do you feel like that was advantageous for you guys to know each other this long? Like I, sometimes I, I have friends who are married when I'm 30 years old now and they've only known their spouse for a year, two years, three years, maybe. And, and I'm like, man, I've known Caitlin for 12 years, you know, mm. like, like literally almost half of half of your life. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that kind of crazy to think about? Do you think that's advantageous in some ways? Um, maybe a w- weird word for it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say advantageous because that would, to me, advantageous implies that it's better that way. Sure. Um, I, I think there's definitely, um, you know, there's definitely many things, uh, many positive things that have come from that. Um, and I think it's one of those things like I can look back at our story um, and my story individually and see that they're intertwined all the way up until like we had a lot of the same life experiences because we were, you know, from the same school and, you know, have been around each other, grew up in the same community. Yeah. And so a lot of ways I can understand Melissa and her story and all that stuff because I grew up around her, whether, you know, that's, you you lived it in some ways. Right. Exactly. And I lived it. And ever since I was, you know, 16, um, I've been a pretty intimate part of it as far as like just you know, being that person that she does talk to a lot and does, you know, so um, it's been a cool thing to look back on our story and see how our relationship has developed. Um, But also like getting to look back and kind of joke about all the different times that like different eras, like of life. we're like, yeah. oh, remember when we were this and this and it's like, and we're literal 17 year old children and yeah. you know, this is what we were doing. It's like, that was crazy. Like what? <laughs> I can't believe we, you we, know, what were we thinking? How did we live through this? And, okay. uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's you have those memories growing up together. And so now we're, you know, 28 and it's like, <clears throat> we have our, it's, it, if, you know, it feels like a whole different life, you know, it's all, it's all one life, uh, that God gave us, but it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I feel like since we've been dating quote unquote from Melissa being 15, I was 16 to now. I mean, we've probably been like four or five different people. Yeah. And we say that all the time. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And we've been several different versions. Yeah. And so I guess my only drawback there is, so many people when they are dating in high school, they if they're if they're serious, seriously dating, I'm not talking about just like go to prom. Yay. Right. Uh, but like seriously dating as you get into college and all that stuff, so much life change happens through all those stages of, you know, work and college and um, all these different events like um, you just and, and, you know, getting your first job after college and all the, you know, all those steps, there's so much change that so many people do grow apart in those. Yeah. I just kind of got to, it's almost like, I know, uh, you were saying that Zane speaks highly, but it's almost like I got to fall in love with her, like being several different people. So I, I got lucky enough to like 
get to fall in love with her and be closer to her the more we changed and sure. stuff, uh, which is totally a God thing because so many people look back and they're like, you know, I dated, dated my high school sweetheart for X amount of years and then it just, we grew into different people and it changed yeah. and we grew apart. And I, I would say, if anything, God's brought us, uh, not if anything, I, I know for a fact, God's through all that change and stuff, God brought us even closer together. So I kind of count it as like a, I, I think about that because I really resonate with what you say. Like, man, we've been three or four different people since I've known Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And it's, I kind of think of it as like, and it, it is in a lot of ways, it's a privilege because I've got to watch her grow from phase to phase. Mm. And sometimes I look back at pictures of us and, and even like, even up to a few years ago and think like, man, those were two totally yeah. different people. And I don't know, it's, it's such a, Honor is a big word, but it's like, man, I've got to be her person through all of those phases of like, that's so, it's so cool. I, I'm curious, actually, because, I mean, when are we going to have a couple on here? You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I am curious, like, even from your standpoint, Melissa, because I'd like to get into your story, Andrew, a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, When you look at, like, maybe one of those other phases of Andrew or or people that we're talking about, how are they different? And then I'd love for you to expound. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is a trap. (laughs) No, I always knew Andrew's heart. And I always knew that he was a um, that he was a sweet and like really kind, generous person. I always knew like his heart has never changed. Um, I think just more of like stepping into you know, stepping into obedience and like who God wants him to be, that's been the biggest difference. Um, I think you were very like relying on self and, um, you know, I'm going to pull my boots up and I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't need help Yeah. up Mm. until the last couple of years. And that's when I really feel like God's been working on you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at your story and like, uh, and we don't have to frame it all within the Within the, you know, frame of relationship, but to be honest, like when you've been with somebody for so long, it's it's hard for me at least to imagine, like, I think of the phases of my relationship alongside Caitlin, you yeah. know, like, yeah. or, or my life a lot, like she was there, you know, so, yeah. like it's part of it. When you see earlier versions of yourself, Andrew, like, who do you see? Like, we get to sit in the hangar and we talk about these things a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, who do you see when you look at earlier versions of yourself? Um... That's an interesting question. Who do I see? Um, I guess it just depends on, you know, uh, like you said, what kind of phase you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with Melissa. You know, these last few years, um, these last few years, God's done a lot um, in my story personally. And um, particularly since, particularly since November when I was baptized and stuff, but um, it, it's really been a, maybe about the last two and a half, three years when I started going to the hangar and stuff, um, you see so much like through going to those groups and stuff, <sighs> golly, um, a, a big part of my story when I was, I'll, I'll go back even maybe a little bit further. Um, and then we'll kind of go back to that. But, yeah. um, when I was younger, um, probably around the age of like, uh, 10, 11, 12, I was, uh, sexually abused. And so that, that part of my story, I guess, was a part of story, a part of my story that that's where some of that abandonment came from because yeah, it was one of those things that, um, <clears throat> you know, my, my parents were divorced at the time and, um, I had a stepdad and stuff and there was, um, you know, um, my dad lived not too far down, uh, from us on the other side of town, but it was one of those things like I, I had felt, um, I guess I, I, I felt like I should have been protected in that situation. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't. And so I think that's a lot where a lot of that abandonment stuff comes from is that I just, you know, didn't have anybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from the outside looking in, you would say, okay, well, you have a mom and a stepdad that live right there, you know, and then you have, um, you know, a dad and a stepmom that live down the corner and both of them love you and all that stuff. But it's like that stuff still happened. Yeah. Um, there were, and, there were gaps in the fence somewhere. Right. There yeah. were gaps in the fence somewhere. 
Exactly. So, you know, looking back on my story, that's that's where I think from that time on, um, I had made some type of deal or agreement with myself, which that's a very dangerous place to do that. Yep. Um, and <clears throat> that's uh, something that I've learned from like the spiritual side of things um, that that's that's not a good thing. Like, you know, you can't can't make agreements with things like that. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> that what that in turn looks like is you are kind of steering away from God, even from a young age and steering into this, this thing of I'm going to take care of myself and that's going to be like, that's going to be my story. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not depending on anybody else. And so from a young age, Whereas I I did go to church and did have all these things um, lined up and went to youth groups and all that stuff and knew who Christ was. I think it was like I wanted, I I knew that was the right thing. And I do think ultimately I had God uh, in my life, but it was something that I was also being pulled in another direction. Um, And so some of that thing, uh, I guess some of that story is – you know, as I grew up, went into middle school, high school, I put a lot of myself also into like sports. Right. Um, and that's part of Melissa's story, too, is just like wrapping so much of your identity identity up with who you are and what you're doing. Um, that it, it's kind of crazy because I I'd, I'd put so much of myself into kind of who I was you know, playing sports and football and that circle of friends. And then my senior year, which is like the year everybody wants, you know, to do your best. Do well. Um, I like tore my ACL. So I really felt God like took that away from me. Yeah. Um, Was it it early in the season or was it? It was mid season right before uh, probably our biggest game of the year that would have qualified us for playoffs. We went to the playoffs too. Of course. Yeah. That's how that um, goes. And I was like really not okay with that. And I remember after like losing the playoff game that I didn't get to play in. Yeah. Later that year, I just like cursed at God, and I was like, "What the heck? Like why? Why? Like why?" Man, I I want to stop and and like ask because hey, I think we you and I have talked about this. Yeah. I don't remember if it was in TDP or if it was at the hangar, but our stories are pretty similar in, in that way, even down to like our experiences being younger and kind of taken advantage of in that way. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know, I think it would be easy for somebody to listen to this story and, or even the way that I was behaving in high school yeah, and think like, losing a football game like why are, you know why is this why are you so upset about that or like whatever it was for me like there were things that i would be irrationally upset about when i was a senior in high school but what what that person might not understand is and what i'm hearing from you is like no my defense against my being hurt as a as a younger person was to build myself up into somebody that would play in that game yeah. or somebody that would be able to affect that. Like this is who I've made myself to be so that I couldn't be hurt anymore. Yeah. yeah. And dude, like when that, when, when that expectation of ourself is taken away, you're, you're starting to pull bricks out from under this whole idea we have that like, I'm going to be okay because of me. Yeah. You know, that's huge. Well, it's like, I, I think, I don't know. There's a scripture behind it. Um, but it's almost like the three little pig story, like that, that is more of like a folktale thing. Yeah. Um, but I know it's like, you know, Christ calls us to build our lives on him, that he's a firm foundation. Right. Um, and I think that's something I've had to do in the last couple of years is like, even like after we got married and stuff, like my foundation was still not there, you know? And I was like, you know, we both did, but I really had to do some like, self-evaluation and through the hangar and um, really just like looking back at my story and stuff, I was able to like realize, dang, like this whole like foundation of who I am is not based on like Christ. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it's gotta be. Um, Yeah. I don't think I understood that my life had been parallel to Christ and he was definitely a, 
Jesus was definitely part of my story for sure. Yeah, same here, but, absolutely. But he was almost like running parallel, and I was kind of doing what I wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. You know, like there was a. <clears throat> I, I guess there. This is like a, a brief description, but it's like, how are you using? Are you using Jesus as a like? Is Jesus a road trip friend or is he a phone call friend? I like that. So is he somebody that's as you're riding along the road in life that he's always there, always beside you? And like, that's your go-to guy yeah. to, you know, talk to and talk through things with, or are you picking up the phone once in a blue moon and being like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, like, here's what's going on, been on going on lately. All right, man, have a good one. Yeah. Like, thanks <laughs> for talk this. Talk to you next you know? year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. Oh, that's a, it's a good analogy. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I just had to take a step back. And as I look back on some of those moments in my life, especially the difficult ones, um, I think some of the, I guess, realization from uh, the actual, when actually I, I got like when healing came into those places and those, those where I actually am able to talk, talk through some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, is realizing that I, I wasn't abandoned. Like Jesus was there the whole time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, just like he's in this podcast room with us right now, he's in, uh, he's in my heart and, and always with me, but you have to realize that like, the part of me that was yelling at uh yelling at him like i didn't visually see him but like i really pictured him yeah. like after we had lost uh that playoff football game and i was just in my head and literally verbally just like cussing and upset and all that stuff cuz it doesn't seem like that much to a 28 year old but when you're 18 and that's when your whole identity that's is around something are. like that yeah. that's that's who you are and, but I, I vividly remember that. And now I realize, like, I look back at that instance and I think of like Job um, in scripture where it's like, it's like, it's, people always look back at the story of Job and they talk about Job's faith. Yeah. And his faith was tested and all that stuff. And God talks about how good Job's faith was. And, but then some people look at the story of Job and they're like, yeah, but he was like, really, really mad at God. And I was like, yeah, but he never, he never like let him out of his story. And I think God kept chasing after him and kept, you know, being right there the whole time, even though he's angry, he was still taking it. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like looking back on my life, God was doing the same thing. He was like, you might be angry at me right now, but I'm here and I love you. Well, I think you're bringing up a really good point too, in the, sometimes I'm tempted when I am when things are not going well and I, and I am angry at God and you know, that happens. That's, that's definitely part of life. That's part of relationship. You're going to be angry with someone that you love at points in time. Yeah. But if you think about it, even just as like time allocated, if I am not, you know, anytime that I'm upset at Caitlin, anytime that there's some sort of frustration, even anytime that I'm upset at something that has nothing to do with her, if I chose not to talk to her, then there's a significant percentage of my life that I'm not talking to my wife. Mm. It works the same way with God, right? And I don't mm-hmm. think about that, but it's like, if I don't voice my issues to him or tell him when I'm upset, and maybe it's at him, maybe it's just at life, there's a significant, if I only talk to God when I'm happy or peaceful, there is a percentage, a significant percentage of my life, we're not in communication. Yeah. So how could you expect to be close? You bring up Job, like, man, the first couple of chapters you see Job, you know, talking with God or whatever when his family passes. And then there are chapters and chapters and chapters and chapters of him just talking to God and being angry and and talking to his friends and they're angry. And then God shows up. If he had not been talking to God, Job would have been a much shorter, much less fulfilling book, right? Even though he was angry, you know, I think you bring up a really, really valid point there. And, you know, the other thing that I think about too is like, you know, it's easy to say like a 28 or 30 or whatever, like, you know, is is losing a football game and being upset that difficult. We, I mean, we sit with guys who are 28 or 30 or older who are, they're upset about things sometimes that I'm like, is that really that big of a deal that they're this upset about this? Mm-hmm. But they haven't been learning the things that you've been learning the last 10 years. If there's not 10 years of maturation, then we're stuck in the same problems that right. we were when we're 18, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, so much of that is, uh, that, uh, maturation is come from, 
<clears throat> come from, uh, like I said, I shameless plug to the hangar organization, um, men's organization here yeah. in Madison, Gluckstadt and kind of surrounding communities. Um, but, um, this is probably a good segue, but we, you know, we have the one at our shop, uh, the Mississippi man. Yeah. Shameless plug. Um, yeah, we always shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had to do it. Uh, so Melissa and I own a barbershop shop in Gluckstadt, and and it's it's been meeting there for a little while. It's it is by no means my group, so I don't want to, um, I guess, mislead anybody. Um, oh, I mean, you're, I, you're there though. I, you're... No, yeah, I know, but I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm not the leader of it. I didn't start it. Sure, um, it's not my organization. Um, but it is an organization that I'm very proud to be a part of. I do think is changing people's lives. Yeah. Um through um you know through jesus allowing it to change people's lives and how it's structured i think um so much of and looking back in my story um I, i see um you know the abandonment that we talked about but also like it you know it being because of that it being hard for me to like form relationships yeah um like deep meaningful relationships same and um and seeing I guess what that even looks like, yeah. you know? Um, and it's one of those things that I, you know, I don't go every single week. Um, I try to go every other week. Um, but I used to go, I used to go, especially the first year or so I, I went a lot. Um, and, and seeing, you know, what that looks like and actually seeing grown men that, I'm used to having like surface level conversations in the barbershop. Sometimes, you know, we get deeper in the barbershop. Don't get me wrong. I got clients that we'll talk, you know, we'll jump off the deep end for sure. Right. Uh, And uh, that's part about being a barber. You get to be an unlicensed therapist. You're a little bit like a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I will say I've gotten much better at that after I've actually worked on my own self. Yeah. Um, But, you know, going to the hangar and seeing, uh, you know, grown men, actually put their feelings on the table and not be judged, but to be um, just loved on and, you know, uh, talked through, you know, people, people giving them good feedback and uh, just really just helping each other. I think I always go back to, this is something that um, I've known since, you know, really high school, but I've always heard the Bible verse, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. And, and that's, that's the hanger in a, in a nutshell, um, is, is just this organization that's, um, built up of, you know, everybody you can think of guys that are some guys that are 19, 20 in there and some guys that are 70. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't know, somewhere in there, <laughs> but it's one of those things like you get, every walk of life and every bit of, you know, life experience slash lack of life experience. So you get to hear all these different perspectives and, um, it really challenges you, man. It pushes you to look at things from different views because you can put stuff out there and then realize, Hey, I didn't even think about it this way. Cause yeah. you know, this 19 year old's telling me this, but this 45 year old's telling me this from his yeah. perspective. And, uh, you really get to, you really get to contemplate your story. You get to understand yourself better. Uh, Cause sometimes I'll s- say stuff about what I'm going through or say stuff about, you know, something in my past. And I, I don't even know how to piece it together, but somebody else helps me do that. And, and knows what you, man, that's the biggest thing about groups like that. And Melissa, you've talked about this with a table too. Sometimes I sit down on a Tuesday and it's not even just there. I think having spent some time there, I know how to do this better in normal conversation too. Sure, sure. But, you know, connecting with another guy, you know, like you, Andrew, and and having somebody say like, yeah, me too. I, I know how that feels. I have this part of myself that's like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> like, 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 thank God I'm not the only one that like feels this way right. or whatever, you know? We have conversations just like that at the table too. Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's, it's super helpful. Something special about having people um, younger than you, older than you, different stages of life, um, giving feedback and um, just helping you process something. Yeah. I think that's really special. I uh, 
I don't want to transition too hard out of groups, but you know, I don't want to fly over Mississippi man. Cause it's a big part of y'all's story. Sure. And it's, it's something that is so unique to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, we have a church full of, of business people. I mean, there are tons of entrepreneurs here, but you know, Mississippi man is not even that old. I mean, how, how long have you guys been? How it old was, is Caroline? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember getting my hair cut in y'all's house <laughs> during COVID before you guys opened. Uh, August, August of 21. 21 okay, yeah. August second of 21. So of 21. I don't, two years and some change. You know, I don't know. And I'm just, you guys are just going to have to accept this. Let me brag on it for a minute. And that's going to be what it is. Um, but I don't know of any... I know a lot of people who have owned businesses for decades and decades who are really good at, um, hey, I want to be generous, whether it's with time or location or money or whatever, you know. I don't know many of my friends who have started a business that are my age who right from the jump, right out of the gate, were like, how can this business help other people? Especially with something that's like a barbershop, you know, it's it's almost like, I I feel nice when I come in there. It can feel very like I'm getting my hair cut. I'm getting my hair washed. It's a fun place to hang out. It feels like it's a special environment, you know? A lot of times those things lean so luxury that they have to be a special environment. But from the get-go, I remember Hope 4, y'all's first year, it being like, no, Mississippi Man wants to come to the Opportunity Center and cut hair, and we yeah. want to donate things. And, oh, the hangar needs a spot to meet, and we've got plenty of space. Come meet here, you know, even though sometimes you guys are rough with the chairs, like, chill out. Like, what are y'all? But, you know, like, it's <laughs> like a – it seems so – different than most people that I know that own businesses. And I want to know, was that something from the beginning that you guys said? Like, was that part of the idea there? I just, I want to know when that played in. Do you want me to take the lead or you want to take the lead? Well, I'll, I'll start. So, um, I had a thought a couple years ago that I wanted to start a business. Um, I thought that maybe I would want to open a clothing store and like a portion of, um, a portion of like the profit I was going to support like a, some kind of mission. Yeah. And um, when Andrew started cutting hair, like he wanted to open a barbershop. Yeah. And we were just kind of talking through these ideas. Like, what would that look like? Cause both of us are, are very like, okay, let's do let's it. Let's go. Let's try let's it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do something. We and, felt like, like sitting around too long. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa's like, let's go. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> so um, one night we were just like sitting in bed and I was like, what if we combine them? What if we just like combine the idea and make it one place? Like, what if we do a barbershop? But, you know, we make it like mission minded too. Yeah. And we were like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And, um, so that was kind of like the idea and we ran with it. I feel like it's easy to like, I don't know, like people build up business plans. And I, I have friends who do like who are yeah. entrepreneurs and like you'll build out a business plan and it's like, yeah. And also like, we'll do this. And, but then you get in and you have to get the building and like, it's, I mean, it's a th- whole process and y'all know more than I do. You get in and it becomes like, well, this is a business I guess I just like it feels so special to me that you guys have actually like followed through on that thing. And it's a part of who you guys are. Maybe that's what it is. It's a part of who you guys are. And so your business would naturally be that way, too, maybe. Yeah. And it's actually become more of. um, So when Andrew and I came up with the mission statement, it's. Um, all of our best ideas come from road trips, yeah. by the way. So <laughs> we were, we were on we a road always, trip and we were always. like, well, if we're going to have a business, we need a mission statement. Yeah. We were, <laughs> so I don't we're know like, where we were on the way to, but I'm in the, I'm I in the passenger it. seat, just like typing it in Apple notes. Shout out. <laughs> love Apple, Apple notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like typing away in Apple notes and we're, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other and we're like, Hey, wait, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll keep that. And, um, it's guiding men through a traditional barber experience to look great, have fun, help others. Yeah. And the help others part was kind of like the the mission mind behind that. Um, but what it's really turned into has become like helping others. Like, sure, we do um, sponsors for um, 
charity golf tournaments and we, sure. you know, help out for Hope Four yeah. and um, different Local things. High school stuff. Yeah, and, like yeah, we do different things like that. But what it's little lighthouse, we've done several things for them yeah. as well. So what yeah. it's really become in the help others part is like I really think when we were praying over the place, like Andrew and I were walking through when it was studs yeah. and just like, like studs and dirt floors. Yeah, you know? and just like. <laughs> And hey I, God, we, what do you want to do here? <laughs> we we never we never like at that point in our relationship, we literally I, I don't remember many other times where me and you would walk around literally like putting hands on things and praying over them. Mm. And that was I've something. never done that before. Until until then I had never done that before. And it was something like <clears throat> I I think back to your question, Austin, would be it's like we knew that I think both of us were feeling like pulled to it yeah, um, or called to it rather. Um, and I think when d- God does place a calling on your heart, it's like, man, if you just listen um, and like do it his way and not somebody else's way, yeah, um, then he will honor his part of it too. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's been a blessing for us, mm-hmm. but I think it's one of those things that I, I can't, I can't, we, we can't not do the, uh, like helping others. And that's the last part, but it's probably the most important part. And our, our favorite part of our business is sure. helping others. Well, because um, like I was saying, I mean, it's, it's become a place like for the hangar to meet. So like, you know, helping others, it helps people, it helps others every Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, just by being a space it's for packed, them to meet. Yeah. It's packed every Tuesday, but even down to like, you know, it it seems so full circle with your story, even Andrew, just in that like young man figuring out what it looks like, you know, and and not feeling secure and, and maybe overcompensating there. That's such a, I mean, dude, that is like that is masculinity. That's manhood. Every guy I know has some version of that. Facts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so for this space, this business, like to be something that is a a place where people can figure that out seems so full circle. You know, yeah. like. I, I, I just love the picture of that even down, yes, the hangar, but even down to like people get to come in there, men get to come in there and take 30 minutes out of their day to have real genuine conversation if that's what they want. Yeah. Where does that happen? You know, not many places. And on, on that aspect, I do like have to give a ton of credit to like our team uh, in general. God has just blessed us with some amazing people. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Melissa and I get to to work side by side with um, day in and day out. Melissa's not up there every single day, but I like um, to make a pop in. She she <laughs> does a pop in, and she does a lot of behind the scenes stuff with me. So, um, but but day in and day out, our our team is uh, just amazing, and God has worked. At, you know, there's there's so many stories I could tell you behind the scenes that I'm I'm I want um, just because they're they're personal stories. Sure, um, but it's it's not just I think something that we saw was you know maybe we can help others by donating financially and um, you know doing that and that's I, I think that was like our original thought and it was like a naive thought it was a good thought but it was a naive thought yeah um, because there's so much more um, like I said that offering our space has been able to do. And like, I didn't see that God was going to move in that direction, but he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but he's moved so much in our team and the people that have worked for us. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a testament to show that like, Hey, if, if you kind of follow God's plan, he's going to like tenfold, like what the blessings and like how you can bless others and stuff. And it's just been cool to see, um, see that some of that unfold right in front of our eyes, uh, with our team and stuff. And, um, it's just been, like I said, a blessing to have a, just all of our team members just go above and beyond to make it, to make it into Mississippi, man. Cause yeah. that's, They're great. um, that's what they do. We have a bunch of good barbers and receptionists and stuff and all of them, uh, um, uh, most of them have really good relationships with Christ. I am working on a few, uh, Hey. But uh, you know that's that's a that's a part of it, man. Is uh, you you this like one of the things I love about vertical is is you know the whole idea like a lot of vertical is founded on like don't make it hard for those who yeah. don't know Christ to come to Christ, right? And uh, or make give it them, e- give make, them a place to belong, make it easy. And yeah. so that's <clears throat> that's what I wanted to the Mississippi man to be. I wanted it to be church for the unchurched. 
and I wanted it to be a place. Uh, and when I say that, I don't mean, you know, not like we're playing, you know, worship music all day and all sometimes. that stuff. Well, but, uh, but sometimes I throw it sometimes. on. Yeah. But <laughs> it's one of those places where we can have those real conversations. And a lot of those do happen day to day in a barber chair. Um, and they do happen day to day in the shop with random people yeah. that God otherwise would have never put in my path. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have a captive audience for 30 minutes cause mm-hmm. they're getting their haircut. So. I was just about to brag on you. Like, so you have invited so many people to oh church that way. <laughs> I've met, I always tell a story. I mean, I meet dudes all the time and I'm like, how did you get here? I'm like, Andrew Warhan. Yeah. But literally one night we were at a birthday party at Fertile Ground and I was going to settle up my tab and this guy comes up to me and he like slaps me on the shoulder and he was like, <laughs> dude, great sermon on Sunday. And I was like, what? Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and we talked for a minute and I was like, bro, how did you get to vertical? And he was like, I know Andrew. And he like, uh, it, it was just such, I was like, of course, you of know course, Andrew. you know, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I, that's a, 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 a pro and a con. No, I'm just kidding. It's not a con, but <laughs> it's, I, I do know half of Madison County. Years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good thing. You know, but it's like, if you want to go, I, I can't go out to eat now without seeing like three of my clients. Yep. So yeah. that's just, don't go in Kroger. Cause yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, that's, that's a, uh, occupational hazard, if you will. It's um, a good thing, though. No, it's a blessing because yeah. I, I, it's, it's been so cool. Like, um, it's just been so cool for so many reasons. Um, it's just getting to know the community and stuff, and that's that's one of the reasons we wanted to put the Mississippi Man in Gluckstadt in particular was because, um, this is home for us. This is where we have, uh, I would say, God has, um, brought us to and helped uh, plant our roots. Um is through through this church um through vertical and um just living out here and neighborhoods and all that stuff is we've just gotten to know so many people and then on top of yeah. that now in the last two two and a half years um having a business here it's it's cool to watch this especially this area is so unique it's it's growing up so fast yeah. um and changed so much when, since we were kids, I remember coming driving over this exactly. part of the interstate, and there's nothing but cattle fields yeah, and nothing like over you know Literally. small you know some single some of these some of these massive roads are like are some of these like big you know wide two lane roads used to be like dirt roads yeah mm-hmm. you know With, and now there's like, huge neighborhoods off on either side of yeah. them and yeah. it's crazy. Wow. Well, I want to before we end this part, we've got two more quick segments after this. But yeah. I, I, I never I I feel like I I. We talk about you often. We talk about you guys often. Um, but I just want to commend you guys. Like, and I know this is probably uncomfortable, but <laughs> man, you guys are like, to me, when I'm thinking through people who are very vertical and just kind of the antithesis of what we want to do here, make it easy for people to come to Christ and feel like they are not, you know, joining a religious space but like have friends and Mm. and 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 be comfortable you guys just you guys embody that to me you love to have people in your home you love to have people in your business and i really uh i really admire that about you guys and uh i'm really grateful that you guys are here and uh i don't know i'm just thankful that you guys are doing what you're doing because not a lot of people would commit to doing that yeah anyway we're thankful for you and we're thankful for uh just this church staff and church family that uh we do do get to call hours um and and home um and i think that was something that when melissa and i did move back from um from oxford and got to start our lives together um it was one of those things like you know i think we both were like let's find a church you yeah. know but it was just like we're adults now let's yeah. we're, yeah. we're adults we should probably, probably hey we're that. married we're, we should probably be an adult and go find a church yeah. yeah and just like you were talking about neither one of us had a our our foundation was not a foundation yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah it was it was uh, i don't want to use the word fake like we weren't we weren't fake it was just on built on the wrong things yeah um, and I think this church has done a great job of like, uh, helping us pour that, that slab, um, and people in this church, uh, continually speaking into our lives. Um, but there's a, but there, the only part, uh, of that. And the only way that that happens is if you get involved. Um, and you know, I, I really, 
I want to see this church succeed and continue to succeed. I think it's heading in some amazing directions and I see God like really big time on the move here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people that, um, Melissa calls me a, a, a prepper, uh, for many different reasons prepared. that we won't prepare. We won't go off. Uh, we won't go off on that tangent, <laughs> but I really do think the future looks bright and it looks bright because, uh, I, I try to see Jesus in everything. Um, and if you're, if you're looking at the world through that lens, it's, it's hard not to look at it in like a bright lens. Yeah. Um, and one of those back to the, back to the church though, like we need more and more people to, I know, you know, this is like a call to, this is a call because it's, it's something in my story that, I think we sat on the sidelines and we said, let's go to, you know, let's go to church this Sunday. And then it's like, okay, you go to church, you get your word and you go home and you continue to live your life. But I've, we've now learned through years of growing in this, that it's, it's like the church part is great. And in coming to Sunday, church is amazing. And you get to, you know, worship and spend time with your, your community doing that. But that's only like a quarter of what church is. Right. Um, just like you can hear Jesus on Sunday. Don't get me wrong, but like you got to spend more time with them than that. And I think it's one of those things that so much of this Christian life that we do live is kind of what you said earlier, dude, is, is relationships. Yeah. Um, and not just your relationship with Jesus, but your relationship with who God puts in your life. And you were you were commending us, but I would say that I would commend uh, this vertical community because if you want to get plugged in here and you want to be a part of something, like this is a good place that meets people with open arms. Yeah. And there's people here that are just amazing people um, that have really done a lot in my life and done a lot in Melissa's life. Um, so – Shameless plug back to the back, <laughs> back to, the to back at back at vertical. Uh, and when I say vertical, when I when I say when I say vertical, I, uh, like I said, I, I don't just mean the church. I mean the people in it because that's sure. that's what the church really is. Yeah, man, I uh, I couldn't agree more. I uh, I've found many of the same things here, and even being on staff here, like the people make it the yeah. kind of place that you want to be. I, uh, I appreciate it. And I'll take it. And I'll take that compliment for the whole staff. Actually, if yeah. you get, like, don't beg, it's fine. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We got two more segments that I want to do and, uh, I, I'm excited to get into ask us anything next. So we'll, I'll pause and we'll head right over that way. Sounds good. with ask us anything and i'm i'm not even gonna lie uh we we don't fake anything on this show i'm never gonna say that uh i'm never gonna send in a question and act like somebody asked it uh but i'm excited to have you guys on here because yeah uh because i have a question that i have to know so let's hear it you guys (laughs) were both in oxford you both grew up in mississippi Okay. Uh, Oxford is near and dear to your hearts. It we, is indeed. Uh, Hotty toddy. Andrew and if, I. If this been, has anything to do with Alex Collins <laughs> and that play with Ole Miss and Arkansas football, I'm I'm going to walk out of this I'm studio. Not gonna, I'm not going to stoop that low. Okay. I'm not going to stoop that low. We won't talk about that toss to Hunter Henry where they got the first down. Anyway, uh, so but. Uh, we have spent many many times, Andrew and I, where I'm in the chair talking about college football. I want to know. Because I spent lots of weekends in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. I spent a couple in Oxford. What is it that makes Oxford such a special place for college football? Because I've been to lots of different stadiums in the SEC. I really enjoy being at the Grove compared to the other ones. What is it that makes it such a special place? Hmm. It's just everything. <laughs> you're like, you just teed up like, you know, it's like a, y'all, it's y'all, you guys looked at everything. each other and you're like, what level are we going to take this a, to? It's a, uh, this is a flattering question just because 
uh, hashtag come to the sip. Um, <laughs> no, but y'all, y'all can't have any more that transfer. We don't have yeah. that much audience, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. No, who knows? Who knows? I'm, yeah, who knows? <laughs> maybe. Uh, no, but I don't know. There's there's so much about um, Oxford specifically that's unique, and I, I don't want to. It's beautiful. We'll yeah. start there. Yeah, maybe even away from like uh, like a football Saturday. Like Oxford just seems to be a place that people love to be. I mean, y'all, you guys love. It's to a be fun there. place to visit. It's beautiful. There's a lot of trees. It's a small town vibe, but like it's a college town. Yeah, there's a lot of things to do. Um, the band just pregame. I'll start crying. Like, well, there's so much tradition in Oxford, and you know it's it's. It's not like here, like when you go into Oxford, there's, there's nothing. It's almost like an oasis in the South. Like it's, it, when you go there, it doesn't seem real because you are literally in Mississippi Hill, poor Mississippi Hill country. Yeah. And it's, it just comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You're like, oh, wow. And now, even since we've been there, the amount of like money and influence and stuff that's been there is because people know that there's something, it's a, it's a, it's like a cultural, like yeah. it, it's phenomenon. Like you go there and there's music and there's amazing food. Um, so much culture and history. Uh, the fact that, um, this is a pretty cool story, but the fact that Will, William Faulkner grew up there. Um, my grandmother grew up down the street from her off South eighth street. Really? So they had a house that, you know, like they would cut through their backyards and that's like the Faulkner's property. How funny. Um, that's crazy. And so that's actually where my, my grandmother and grandfather met is in Oxford. So I have a lot of history in Oxford, like in my family lineage and yeah. stuff. Um, but just the, it's, it's just really, really pretty. Um, also it's cool too, because like in a lot of college towns, it's like the town and then the school, Yeah. like in Oxford, it's, Ole Miss and the town is, is around, around the yeah. campus. Yeah. Fayetteville is kind of like that in that like Dixon Street is kind of where all the tailgating like it, it opens up to the campus. It's uh-huh. like the campus was there and the city was built around it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's how is, that's how Oxford is. That's not how like like we spend a lot of time in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. That's not how it is. Right. UT yeah. is outside of, you, you know, right. uh, the same thing with like even uh, like, like Columbia, Alabama. Mizzou, I mean, Alabama. Alabama, their campus is humongous and spread out and it's, it's not really a part of. But Oxford is like like. It's kind of around mm-hmm. the stadium. Yeah. Is there a key to uh, to getting into a tailgate tent and getting food uh, in the Grove? Because I feel like I've been there before, where like we're just coming in and people are so welcoming and all of that. Is yeah. there? You can literally just walk around and just kind of start weird. conversation, and <laughs> yeah. people would be like, "Hey, come on, yeah, to the come tent. on in, yeah." There's there's definitely there's definitely tents and stuff that are, I mean, this is just people. There's, there's tents. Everybody's pretty welcoming. If you're wearing red or blue, if you, um, you know, if, if you're wearing purple and gold, you're yeah, better, better luck next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if you're wearing blue and red, like you can, you can go around and, and meet people. And, and I've done that before. Uh, but having like one person, you know, that, that, you know, that's in the tent, yeah. if, if you just know, like kind of know one person there, welcome, you're like, you welcome to eat the food, have, have as much drinks as you want. Like you can do anything. So it's, it's basically a la carte with 80,000 people, <laughs> uh, and as much, it's a good you way know, to put that. literally as much food and drink as you want. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't have any tents or anything there, but we can go up there and stop in at five or six see somebody crazy do y'all want to know something about me please one of my like goals in life (laughs) is to have a huge grave tent yeah i want to i want to have like a tent and people are going to be like oh i want to go to i want to go like that's one of my big goals in life. do you have a i feel like to do that you need to have a thing like is there a tailgate tailgate food that's like this is this is my thing this is our thing like um it's not really <laughs> that's not what it's, it's not really like about the food for me <laughs> i think <laughs> like, i think your red beans needs to be a, no a, that's so hard to transport see I, <laughs> something like i am a fan especially the later you get in the season when yeah it gets cold. Well, i'm talking about cooler games not not yeah, august I mean, where it's hot that right just yeah. sounds i haven't thought yeah. through what i would prepare you now get into Austin, those late late but, game i'm down for red beans and rice 
But like having like our own tent where we could have like a generator and a TV and like music and stuff, it would be so fun. That's fun. And that's one of my goals. Some people literally do the Grove and And don't don't go go to to the games. games. Oh, dude. I know. So 2019, I went, we was, uh, the Hogs game was in Oxford. Mm -hmm. I'd never been there before. Went with a couple of friends. I actually, that picture up there is us uh okay sure enough that that's in the vault yeah Yeah. so that's a south end zone uh so my one of my friends uh what's his name again the uh pastor steven yeah steven love that dude he was such infectious he was in uh, with me my other buddy drove from arkansas we're like let's meet in oxford and go to the game we were terrible that year we knew we weren't gonna win so like there was no reason to be upset dude we got in and there were people still tailgating during the game. Yeah. Hey, After food, too. You get food here. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, this yeah. is nuts. I'd mm-hmm. never seen anything like it. And like afternoon games or morning games, people a lot of times tailgate after the game too and For just hang sure. out in the grove. I I love it. It's a great I watch lo- more college football. I, <laughs> I love that environment. It, it reminded me a lot of Fayetteville, I think mm-hmm. is why yeah. I liked it. And you bring up a good point. I think it's because it's more central. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um I just when when college football is over, I just ache for it. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll have to you'll have to. We'll, we'd be glad to take you take you to a game. But you you I, I do I do want okay. to because we play in Fayetteville this year. I know. I I might be interested in talking to let's go about go and I I need somebody to show me the ropes I, up there. I, so I, I just don't get don't get your feelings hurt when. Kiffin goes up to Arkansas. Look, here's the thing. I have no hopes for this year. <laughs> like, like we want to, we want to. That won't even be an issue. Uh, I would love to. I love nothing more than getting to like take people up, show people around, and the stadium's so cool. Yeah. It's like we kind of hung out in Fayetteville for a little bit. Um, we we did, but like not a, on a college football Saturday. No, no, no. So that that was kind of my. A, we were there it, for a wedding. I'm yeah. sure it's like that. It's just com- it's a different different thing entirely yeah you know it's so is oxford i mean exactly. oxford oxford's got its old charms different sec traditions and same, stuff too yeah on a on a saturday except uh, yeah except for them <laughs> <laughs> tiger land's pretty pretty cool i mean i i it's cool i, I mean take yeah i mean they're uh, that's that that culture is just well, wild it's it's there's a reason that it is so iconic they drive me insane yeah <laughs> I wouldn't tell my LSU buddy this, exactly. but like it's a pretty cool atmosphere, and they do it right for sure. But it's it's, it's a totally different thing. Sa- same as I'm sure Fayetteville is totally different than yeah, Oxford. It it's in uh, its own unique way. That's the nice thing about it is, man. Everybody's got their own their own vibe, and like I love the fan bases own it, and it's just I don't know, it's just cool. There's nothing really like it, and I uh, I'm a big fan. Okay, man, we're. Uh, I was just about to say, you know, we can talk about yeah, uh, I'm SEC the same way. Saturdays I for a minute all all day, but we're already at hour, and I want to make sure we have time for recommend so recommend I, recommend yeah we have, see she i tried to get her to sing it earlier and she I was couldn't like, she was like don't put me on the spot just it, it just has to, to be it. spontaneous uh i'm gonna send this to recommend and then we'll be right back let's go recommends, recommends, Recommend, recommend. Recommend, recommend. We're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, We've been letting guests do it, and uh, Melissa, you bring up a good point. We've got so many good things to recommend, uh, we can't just sit on... I know. (laughs) This is mostly fueled because I had a really great meal this weekend, uh, and I want to recommend it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so um, there's a new ramen place in Jackson. Okay. I believe it's called Caillou Ramen, um, Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, it was kind of like a jack-in-the-box. Okay. So... I heard about it. There's apparently one in Times Square. I didn't know that. Wait, oh. for real? Yeah, there is. Wow. And, so and it's I, owned by the same guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's like a small chain. They've, they've put them in a couple of different cities. And so we saw it. They came to Jackson. It's across from Whole Foods. I don't What is the name of that? Uh, Highland Village. Yeah. Highland, Highland Village. Village. Yeah, yeah. My recommend was also in Highland Village. Oh, perfect. Make a day out of it. Uh, so, <laughs> so we went there on Friday and I was like, ah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I think about this. Came in the outside. We we're like, I mean, ramen, we'll give it a shot. Go in it. The environment in there was 
awesome. The seating is like set up in three layers and like a honeycomb on the wall. So they're kind of yeah. like they're kind of like offset, and then you can also have private booths with curtains. Uh, for oh wow! Like a family One situation. of my barbers, Ethan, was telling me about this place, okay. and yeah. he was like, "It's sick. It is it's so cool." The inside of it, the way they set it up, I was like, "That is crazy." But I never would have known it from looking on the mm-hmm. outside. So I got a uh, a curry ramen, and it came with a. Uh, it comes in a combo with like a pork bun and like a Thai tea. Uh, I'm not a huge Thai tea guy, but the mm-hmm. bun was good, and the ramen was fantastic. Uh, I went week one, like I think it was the first weekend they were open, maybe the second weekend they were open. So the waiting staff was still kind of figuring out, like, getting some cakes out. They're getting it out, but the the appetizers were good. I'm Mm -hmm. a, like, let's get the appetizers, let's try the stuff at the new restaurant. Yeah. Solid. Very, very solid. I would say definitely give it a try. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have not been there, so I will... I will make an effort to yeah. go there very soon. You should I know give Melissa, it a shot. Melissa likes ramen more than I, I do. So give uh, it a shot. The the nice thing is they have like there's an assortment of them. You have like your traditional like bone broth ramens, but like mine was like a curry, more of a curry thing. Yeah, and it was very good. Huh. Andrew yeah. loves okay. a curry. Yeah, I, I love any Oriental food is just right I, up my alley. I'm the same so, way. I'm yeah. the same way. What y'all got for me? All right, my recommend is also located in Highland Village. Um, <laughs> <laughs> If you um, say Lululemon, I swear. It, I am not. <laughs> just I'm not. Please recommend Lululemon. This is for um, stay-at-home moms, work-from-home moms, um, work-from-home dads, work-stay-at-home dads, too. Okay. Um, uh, it's called Family Social Club. I can't believe I have never recommended this before. Um, I've never heard of Caroline this. Caroline and I literally live there um we go there probably twice a week okay um it's an inside play space for ages zero to five so it's only for little kids and um like we go to music class every single thursday at 10 they have like a creative movement class an art class like things like that um it's just like a get out there with your kid, you know, burn some energy, yeah, yeah. let them run, time. Uh-huh. burn a little bit, yeah, that's yeah. sick. I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, they do memberships, they have drop in play. Um, you can like pay at the front and just come for the day if you want to. But um, I love it. It's a great place to get out there and socialize, meet some other moms that are also in the same stage of life as you. So, yeah. um, that's my recommend. That's a great recommend. I've never heard that. I'm it's one to- of those things I thought like I was like. Dang, that's like, you know, you're paying this much per month for that. And then now I realize how much they go. And I'm like, I would pay double that because it is like Please. so worth it for her and Caroline. And they absolutely love it. That's, yeah, that it's really fun. Cool. I actually have some people I need to tell about that, that like have their kids at home. or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a great idea. Love that. All right, Andrew, what you got? <laughs> Man, I was just looking at your picture on the wall and just thinking about just some be- beautiful places that uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that didn't remind me of, but it, it, it got a spark tournament. So I got a spark turning in my head. So, uh, I I think my recommend would be this past year, we got to go to a place and I've, I've got to go to it in the summertime just because it was unbelievably beautiful in the wintertime. And so I I think I'm going to have to look into maybe planning a trip out there for the summertime, but we went in the winter and it is whitefish, Montana. I was so jealous when Um, you told me y'all were going. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. Just beyond. I mean, it's God painted the place himself for sure. Uh, You can definitely tell that. And it's, it's one of those like, it's it's a ski first of all it's a ski town right quote unquote yeah. but it's not to the point where you it's not an aspen it's not a breckenridge it doesn't not, have that it's, same it feel. doesn't right yeah it has a still has that raw montana like western feel to yeah. it um it's and so, so you're walking down these streets that are like look straight out of like a you know tombstone era thing <laughs> and it's uh the great food the people there the locals are unbelievably nice every story went into like people were above and beyond like thank y'all so much for coming or thank you you guys so much for coming to whitefish like if y'all if y'all need anything whatever like i met this family (laughs) in ski school and they they had just moved to whitefish they literally invited us over for elk for dinner and we were like me in (laughs) done like okay I, uh, <laughs> please don't kill me. Uh, that's a uh, that's one of those places. that's like it's on my list. And then yeah. I saw you guys post from there, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, it was amazing!" I, you like 
some people don't like this, but I knew it was going to be a, a fun place when we flew in and we got off like on the tarmac. Yes. Yep. And it's like, okay, it's this is a small enough town that they don't have like, um, uh, gangways, actual, yeah, you know, yeah. pull outs. And I'm like, this is how, you know, this is a legit, you know, not overly developed ski town yet. I will say there's a lot of development coming there. It's, it's a growing town, but like we didn't have to, when we were on the mountains, there was no lines for any, to get on any lift or anything. Really? And it was like, we did go a little bit later in the season, like, you know, um, we like early March. The last week of February. Last yeah. week of February, first week of March. But man, it was just perfect time of year to go. And all the locals say that they have like a low ceiling, which is like their term for it's cloudy a lot in Montana. And that's, that's one of the reasons why it's not as popular as a lot of places in Colorado and stuff and other, you know, Utah and stuff right. like that. But when we were there, we just got lucky and it was gorgeous. Just blue skies. Weather. It was amazing. Um, we, um, my favorite thing we did on that trip is we went dog sledding. I was about to say that, that has to be like this. literally my the recommend inside of a recommend is the yes. dog sledding. Is dog sledding. If you have never, I saved that one. if you've never dog sledded in your entire life, stop what you're doing right now. Cancel, cancel any other vacations you may yes, have and, that. and consider I guess what is it right now? It's still it's February fifth. Yeah. If you're listening to this you podcast, have you, you still have time us. to get on a flight, go to Whitefish, and Montana, book the dogs, and book the dogs. Not not just with anybody, but there's a guy there that's next to a lake that's obviously frozen over for sure. But it's called Dog Ear Lake. Okay. And um, he didn't name it that. He was like, God put me here. I didn't know I was buying this land. Never looked at it on a map. Just and he ended up buying the land next to that. Next to Dog Ear Lake. Next to Dog Ear Lake. He has a, over 100 dogs, and they're amazing. It, is, so it was much the fun. coolest thing that we've I, ever done. I remember, like, actually, right before that trip, I was I was in the shop. You were cutting my hair, and mm-hmm. you were telling me about going to Whitefish. And I was like, what are you guys doing up there? And you were like, man, I'm really excited to dog sled. I had never even thought about that. Never. That had never crossed my mind. I'm, like, that on was YouTube my, watching. That was my I'm must like, This do. looks Awesome. So, childhood childhood dream. My favorite movie. I just got to watch it with Caroline recently is Balto. So naturally the had inner to. child in me was, to. I was loaded down in the sleigh with Melissa and her friend, which normally they don't tuck more than <laughs> two people into a sled, yeah. but we we're like as tight as tight can be like bundled up. It was, And they basically like zip you into this, like, it's not a zip. It's like a pull. And, uh, you, you know, your hands, everything, the only thing that's sticking out of the thing is your head. You're like a mummy. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're like mummied up in this thing. Man, and, it was so but fun. your body is completely warm and you're going like 30 miles an hour through these trees and things. That's sick. And uh, I don't ski. And so that wild. was my like, hey, we're going on this trip. Y'all can ski. I'm dog sledding. Dog yeah. sled. Y'all, I don't care who comes with me. A, I'm going dog sledding. That is a solid recommend. We love a a trip recommend. It's just, yeah. I mean, we got to do it. Oh man, it's one of my favorite things that we get to do every year. And uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. You look at your watch. I'm looking at mine too. We're coming up on time. Uh, but dude, thanks so much for coming on. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate your uh, your vulnerability, and it's cool because we've got to sit in some circles together anyway. And so getting you absolutely getting you here to do this pretty pretty cool and uh i yeah. obviously loved having you on too yeah <laughs> thank you baby she's not usually this nice to guess i know yeah. i'm so nice <laughs> <laughs> oh man well okay uh verdes uh like we always say we'll be here same time same place next week thanks so much for listening if you have any questions you can email us you can uh you can get a hold of us and give us those questions and if you see andrew out and about uh go get a haircut at mississippi man that's and right for everything that he does <laughs> And uh, until then, I guess we'll see you guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.